Welcome to the Humor in Games podcast, an analog and video games podcast about how humor is experienced, designed, and analyzed in games. We are Scott DeYoung, Mark Lajeunesse, and Andre Zanescu, and we'll be your guides in this six-episode series. Throughout each episode, we'll break down different theories and forms of humor. We'll draw on interviews with designers, critics, and academics as they discuss the different aspects of humor, their own lived experiences, and how their work utilizes humor in games. On this episode of the podcast, your three hosts hold a post-mortem on the first leg of producing the Humor and Games podcast and consider where this project could go in the future. So, what are our initial thoughts on the podcast? How, how did it turn out for us? I mean, there's so many things to talk about. Uh, I think, I mean, for me, there's so much stuff I didn't expect to see happen through the process of of making these of cutting them together uh so much unexpected good and bad i guess yeah i mean like doing a podcast sounds really fun and exciting when you first go into it and there was like a lot of like really fun and exciting moments but there was also a lot more work than i initially thought would go into interviewing people cutting the sound bites putting it all together but even looking back uh using the podcast approach just to talk with people where it's a more casual environment. I think we found some really interesting bits of information and topic around kind of the questions we had going into this project. Yeah, for me, it's a good way to start a conversation uh, about a subject. Um, I, I thought it turned out okay. I liked our interviews. They're the best part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the interviews were great. The interviews were fantastic. Yeah, I mean, every single person we got to talk to was a fantastic human being who shared wonderful wonderful bits of information we could talk about in more depth yeah so we're going to go over a few uh questions about um our process and decisions that we made um over the course of making the uh the initial five episodes of the podcast um yeah so we went for a more um produced version of the podcast rather than a curated version uh, why did we do this yeah, I, I mean for me a big reason why I wanted to do this as a produced version was to try to link up a lot of different perspectives into more overarching arguments about how humor and games works, but also to see how people might interact with each other, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think one of the really nice things it does, rather than just have it be... Um like long form interview after interview is is that you get a lot of contrast um and comparisons in people's perspectives um so right away within like a five minute span you you can have um two or three really varying interesting opinions on, on how humor works in games where if if you just had full length interviews you would have to listen to three hours ish of material before you get these comparative perspectives so that's kind of why i like the um the produced version that we did. Well, and when you're working with something like humor, when we knew going into it that there were so many different opinions, perspectives, ways to define the term, that if we could just release the individual interviews, which we are doing as well, there would be so much more that we wanted to talk about. And we knew that there would be pieces that would come up across our interviews. And so having a produced version was a really nice way to have people talk to one another without actually talking to one another in the sense that we can say, hey, you talked about this, this person talked about this in somewhat of a different way. How do they work together? How do they maybe not? 
Yeah, and the, the other good part about this, too, is that we kind of set this up as a, a conversation starter. We wanted the, not, not, we didn't want these to be definitive, like this is how theories of humor works, but these are some ideas that are floating around. And this allowed us to put things together thematically so we can sort of think of these connected aspects of humor in games um, in these, these little tiny bite-sized episodes uh, to, to get people thinking and reflecting more on humor in games than then like this is totally how humor in games works right it's it's the beginning of a conversation and and the bite-sized bits allowed us to to organize things um a bit more sensibly than we were just throwing stuff at the wall yeah so go ahead go ahead go i was ahead. gonna say there's also a production aspect to this which was that i mean for, for myself i had no experience really doing on-air interviews of any kind uh, and that that was very scary because a lot of the people we interviewed are fantastic public speakers and very knowledgeable about their topics. And I kind of felt a bit protected by d doing it this way uh, in the sense that you can cut me out if I'm saying uninteresting things. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So we mentioned um, what we're doing a little bit, but I meant we might as well just get uh, straight into it. What are what are we doing going forward now that we've done the first five episodes? What's next for us? Well, I mean, you just kind of said it when you're like, we want to start a conversation. And I think that's where we tried to end off in the previous episode and kind of even set it up with the first episode in the series was we want to keep talking about these things. You know, we we picked and pulled some of the ideas and themes that came out, but there's so much more to discuss. And we know that there's other people who are studying these things and other voices that should be included in this discussion that we just weren't able to due to time and budget uh, to get it in, in this specific set. So at least on my end, I would love to hear more opinions, perspectives, and understandings of humor that people either employ in their own work or have been thinking about in their own work. Yeah, this is very directly a, a call to whoever's listening to this on, on episode six has made it through. Uh, if you're interested in these topics, if you're, you know, a, a designer, somebody who works in games, uh, an academic a journalist, and you want to talk about these, pl please, <laughs> like we want to talk to more people. That's kind of what we wanted out of this. And I, I think more so even now than when we started, it feels like, we need more perspectives than what we got so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that, that there's so many people we haven't heard from. There's more people we haven't heard from than we've heard from. And I, I think the more voices we add to this discussion, the better. Um, so one of the things that we're going to be doing that Scott already mentioned is we're going to be releasing all the interviews we did um, in full. Um, so those will be available uh, I think weekly for release. We're still working out the details on that one in this current time, yeah, but they'll come out. <laughs> they will be coming out in sequence uh, relatively soon after this episode. And we're hoping to conduct more interviews and to, to be released as full episodes uh, of the podcast. So if anyone is interested, please get in touch with us at humorgamespodcast at gmail.com. That's H-U-M-O-U-R, gamespodcast at gmail.com. I mean, I think the piece that we want to get to there was we want other people's voices coming into this because we also recognize that we are coming at this from our own position. And it's something that we were really cognizant or tried to be really cognizant of in our creation of this podcast. And it's something that we kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about today. 
especially in the process of cutting this and, and writing the scripts in, in the sort of the post part of this podcast, it became very apparent, I think, that there was... Um, I think there was there was a lot of burden placed on specific speakers to sort of stand in as representatives for a variety of perspectives. And I think that's unavoidable given that we we had such a small interviewee pool, but also something that definitely needs to be addressed going forward. Like just I I would like less of me and more of anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> in the interview pool, I guess. So at the end of this podcast, what did we learn as the folks who did this? Well, I mean, beyond the hours that it takes to actually put a podcast together, um, in terms of content, I feel like there's a, a few different learning points that we could point to. Uh, I mean, on my end, uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, I really found kind of the the quotes that I talk about in some of the episodes that come out around uh, that Squinky and Edith Hoff talked about in their stuff around uh, the signaling of humor uh, to different communities or different individuals was something that I might have been cognizant of, but hadn't really critically thought of or engaged with in my own kind of thinking about humor. And so I, I found that kind of piece around humor as a signal to different communities in a way to kind of express oneself to one community while engaging critically or responding to things from another community was a really interesting way to kind of consider how we employ humor in our work. For for me, I think going through the literature was like the first learning experience because coming to the podcast, I had an interest in this, but I didn't have anywhere near enough theoretical like understanding of like theories of humor. And when I was done with that, I was like, okay, I think I have, you know, a shorthand understanding that we can use for the interviews. And I was just immediately blown out of the water by a variety of perspectives, either from people in the industry who have to work it in or figure out how to make it, you know, uh, something that you put into a game during process or just different cultural perspectives on humor. Like I had a very default understanding that I thought applied to other people based on my perspectives. I thought a lot of us would find similar things funny and no, everyone finds different things funny. A lot more, there's a lot more variation than I expected for. I I kind of knew about that variation anyway. Like I, I, I'm the one here who's read a lot on humor beforehand, uh, mostly. And so I kind of expected it, but I still really like hearing what other people find funny and, and, why they think that is it's it's really interesting the things that that make different folks laugh and why it might be and i i i think there's so much more out there that that we can get just by hearing one other person tell a story about a thing that makes them laugh right so for me i think that's probably endlessly valuable um because it makes you think in a way that you didn't before and that's that's the goal i think i would also say it's kind of ironic in the sense that we did a whole podcast on humor and games and there's actually very little of us laughing in the actual podcast itself um which i like reflectively thinking about it is kind of funny that when we started getting like serious about like what humor is like the conversations actually became very like professional in the things we were talking about and there was kind of this weird dynamic of like we're talking about humor but we're talking from such a serious angle that while our examples are still funny, we ourselves are not laughing so much anymore as we are just critically engaging with it. Yeah, that's, that's I think, one of the challenges of this, though, is that you're, 
you're not making a funny podcast. You're making we're, we're making an academic podcast about funny stuff. And it seems so I, I mean, I'm I completely agree with you in that it seems really at odds that we're making a podcast on humor, but it's not very funny. But I most of the things we spoke about in our interviews was about how humor is a pretty serious thing and it's taken seriously by the people who design it, by the people who receive it. And so I don't think it's fair to make a podcast where people uh, spoke about humor with with such seriousness and gravity to make it quote unquote funny, um, which I don't know, maybe is not the right decision. I, I don't think there's a right way or wrong way to do that. But for me anyway, it didn't feel right to write out all our scripts and have them be um, chock full of, of lols. No, and I think that's something that came up as we were recording as well. There were times where we wrote in jokes and we were like, we're actually going to take that out right now because it doesn't hit right in this moment. And I mean, I, I'm more saying this too for listeners who came into this thinking that this would be like a laugh the whole time listening to a podcast is about humor. Uh, but it's kind of a really interesting way to kind of perceive how this podcast developed. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. What were some of the challenges of doing this podcast for us? I mean, we talked to a series of different people who all gave almost hour-long interviews um, that we had to then cut down into those smaller episodes where if you listen to those full podcasts, uh, full interviews, sorry, once they're released, you'll kind of hear that they actually talk about a lot more than they maybe even got airtime in the short amount of video, uh, not videos, podcasts that we produced for this series. Um, that it was kind of a challenge on our end to make sure that we were representing everyone properly in terms of when we're citing them and discussing them, but also making sure that the themes that they really wanted to touch on or they really highlighted in their interview were coming out in the podcast itself. Yeah, and this is why we decided that we were going to release the the full interviews, because um, as as much as we we tried to get everyone's, like the, the essence of what people really wanted conveyed it's it's really hard to do and uh, especially when you're grouping things up thematically you you inevitably cut important um, parts of of context um uh, like some and some really good insight on how humor works it's kind of unavoidable and so we thought uh, in fairness we should just kind of have everyone's full interview out there because everyone really did contribute uh, a lot to this and and you lose a lot during the curation process so uh, yeah um i mean another challenge that we you know we sort of maybe tangentially mentioned when we started this uh, subject position uh it's kind of i think the one of the unavoidable uh like challenges of going through everything uh, and i started to feel it i think early on in the process but it got increasingly more stressful uh towards the end especially because you know with the curated format i was often scared that this would sort of be us putting together you know other people's perspectives in in a way that i don't know i i never want to speak for other people um but it, it just happened that we were I guess we were there at the right time to start this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a lot of like some really heavy stuff that came up too. And one of our initial goals was we wanted to make this podcast accessible to a series of different audiences. And 
you're starting to then get into questions of critical race theory, critical gender theory, uh, and some things that are maybe not necessarily meant for people outside of academia, which is where the three of us are originally rooted in. And so it was kind of also just a challenge of how do we engage with these academic theories in a general way uh, through these these podcast vignettes that we're, we're producing. And so, I mean, I think that was a challenge that we came across. And while I think we did somewhat narrow our initial goal for a general audience, we did do a relatively a uh, good job of making some of these themes uh, tangible. Now, of course, it's easy to say that we did a good job and we're the ones that did it and we're not <laughs> the ones actually really judging it. Um, so we'd also love to hear your thoughts if there's some theories there that you think we should have addressed in more extent or if you want to come talk about them yourself. That, like, that's another reason why we want to keep this conversation going. One of the things we set out to do at the start of this was it was supposed to be for a, a, a generalist uh, audience. We wanted to make it like really uh you know for a broad audience to understand some some concepts of humor but uh, as we did our interviews related to the last thing we talked about this became very concept heavy um and i i don't think it is the most general <laughs> generally applicable uh piece on humor in games it it certainly went uh, way off the rails from that original intention almost immediately I would say um, so for us the audience for this is a bit more narrow than we originally intended uh, and I do think there's times where we tried to keep it bound a little bit so that a, like a generalist audience could get into it and I don't think we succeeded on that front so there's times where we're maybe a bit concept light for academia, but too concept heavy for a general audience. And so there's a weird middle space where, where we've, uh, who, like for, for whom this was produced. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's completely correct. And part, part of, you know, why, why we would like to get more people in on this is because talking to more people from different professions, different perspectives, different backgrounds it is going to make this, I think, more generally applicable. Like right now, the perspective we have is th three, you know, three academics who cut this. And also a lot of our respondents were still in academia. And I think the more voices we get in the future, the easier it is going to be to make the points that we were trying to make when we started this project, but without it being rooted in academic jargon or like very concept heavy discussions. Or at the very least, there would be specific episodes that are a bit more concept heavy where we could really get into academic theory and other episodes that are more accessible from a design perspective that just an average listener could probably appreciate a bit more than if there, you know there's random uh, Donna Haraway name drops right like it's I, I think the interview format going forward can help uh, alleviate some of that um, that issue in trying to make these uh, curated thematic episodes anything else that's a challenge Talking to people is a challenge. I found it very challenging to interview people and to not just like have a starstruck 
reaction to a lot of the people that we were talking about. Um, I think that's getting better over time as we're, as part of the, one of the goals of this was to start doing it and now doing it, it's better, but wow, was that a challenge going through? Well, uh, I think that's the main stuff we wanted to talk about, but, uh, since we asked all our interviewees and we're going to continue to ask people we interview, uh, as this continues, uh, we're going to ask ourselves this questions. This, this questions we're gonna ask ourselves this question what games do we find funny and uh where are we at with humor i mean what does humor mean to you andre i love that you're yeah andre what does humor mean to you i love that you're 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 yes i'm gonna like, call you out right now just selecting me you're volunteering me for well the process of me choosing you means that you have to answer first so i can build off your answer thank you uh so I think in terms of games that I find funny, and it took me a couple of weeks of just thinking about this. Um, I think it's, I, I think it's actually, bizarrely enough, uh, civilization style games, I find to be very funny, which I mean, they have almost no humorous mechanics, but I just find there's something that immediately goes off the rails when people start naming religions uh, after like funny looking animals or just memeing with it. Um, so for me, it, it's more about who I'm playing with, I think. Um, I imagine it would have been the same if we were playing fighting games. Um, but yeah, where am I at with humor on this? I'm I'm at the point where I realize that I, I laugh a lot when I'm playing with people I know well. And we're like, I, I kind of know what their humor style is. And I'm terrified of playing anything that's humor-based with, like, people I've just met. Like, playing a game of werewolf with someone is absolutely terror-inducing for me. <laughs> but there can be a pleasant surprise. No? Yeah. I mean, yeah, once you're in it, of course. But before... Like the moment, just before I start playing, I get immediately scared and then I just say something completely stupid and embarrass myself and then we're good. <laughs> it's your go-to icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go now. Um, so for me, uh, in terms of games I find funny, so I, I, I'm generally interested in humor in games and I think it's because that most games I play, I tend to find the funny in them. It's, it's what I gravitate towards, even in serious games. I'll, I'll, conceptually, I'll think something is ridiculous and laugh at it. It's, it's just my, my orientation towards games. And I don't know, maybe life in general is that I, I need to laugh at stuff uh, for whatever reason. And so games, games conceptually are funny maybe maybe down at the mechanical level i i always try to hone in on on the things that that make me laugh um and like andre i i prefer social games um and i i suppose i also try to make people laugh when i play um it's it's just what i do so i mean what 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 game do i find funny every game almost uh, barring a few that there's really nothing to laugh at, um, 
Do you have like a specific example? Or perhaps the last time you remember laughing out loud playing a game? The last time I remember laughing out loud playing a game was last night when I was playing Baldur's Gate 3, and that game's not even out yet, so I'm not going to spoil what it was. I, it wasn't written to be a laugh out loud, haha, funny moment, I think, but uh, it, it was incongruous enough that I was like, oh, that's a really clever design, and I found the funniness in the thing that they did there, right? It's, it's constant. I laugh at games pretty much always when I'm playing them, even, even if it's a ridiculous, like, huh, what was that? You know, like a, a disdainful laugh. I, I, I don't know if it's just my brain where I always wire everything back to, to humor, even people behaving badly uh, in, in competitive online games, like really toxic games. I, I laugh at how terrible the culture is. And then I'm like, I guess I have to do my entire dissertation on how to fix this right like that's that's just how i i interact with things and probably why i'm on this humor and games podcast because it's a thing that i can't help but care about because it's it's what happens whenever i play anything i mean part of me wants to take the easy answer here and just be like yeah i mean you both covered my exact thoughts but to be fair i'll give some some more specifics there i mean for me uh, I, I do like Andre enjoy the humor and the social. So playing games with other people and watching those funny mechanics occur. I mean, uh, we had, uh, ultimate chicken horse was an example that came up across our sample. And that's one where when you're playing with other people and something ridiculous, like a potted plant punching your, uh, squirrel so that they can't get over a finish line can become quite a humorous moment. But at the same time, uh, I also love kind of just finding, really weird play mechanics or really odd things that occur in games and to me those are like really humorous in the sense of like this is super unexpected this is super random this is really weird and maybe the designers intended it or maybe this is like a weird bug that the designers didn't intend but then they thought to keep it in those always kind of make me laugh as well um, but I think in general and this is how I would even you know discuss my form of humor beyond games is that I like to laugh with people uh, and so if I would to give example, it'd be like multiplayer online games where you can uh, go around spaces with other players and your mechanics either collaboratively make something funny happen or collaboratively make something funny happen to someone else uh, where there is interesting exchanges that can occur. Um, and so I guess if I had to give one specific example, I know that uh, Andre and I were playing uh, a game the other day where uh, I was able to teleport his character somewhere and he didn't know where all of a sudden he was. And to me, there was kind of a little bit of humor in him getting like, oh, where am I? But then he, obviously he was fine. Um, but kind of little things like that that are also really enjoyable. It was cooperative in that I didn't know what was happening, but Scott did. <laughs> I did tell him I was going to teleport him, to be fair. <laughs> So I think that wraps up our postmortem of uh, the first five episodes of the Humor and Games podcast. Like we said before, please get in touch with us if you're interested in being on a future episode. You can contact us at humorgamespodcast at gmail.com, H-U-M-O-U-R gamespodcast at gmail.com, or at Games and Humor on Twitter. Uh, what else would we want to say to close this? Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. What a great ending joke. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to make, like, a funny... Oh, you wanted the like, joke? Like, I thought you had, like, a one-liner. Like, oh, a one-liner? And Andre Zanescu. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no. Uh, see, this is the problem, is that jokes 
now have changed. And so no joke we tell works because everything is referential. But I think the listeners would love just that one-liner to kind of end it off. I'm really bad at one-liners, so I'm going to put the pressure on you two. But like, you know, like a a pun or something witty that like even when you hear it, no one's going to laugh. But they might smile to themselves or just roll their eyes and then immediately close the browser or one of their 15 other tabs that are open. You want me to improvise a joke? Like a knock-knock joke? Andre could improvise a joke too here. All right, let's do it. We're going to do it. Uh, Andre, knock-knock. Who's there? (laughs) I don't know. Immediately fell apart. (laughs) Just immediately. (laughs) But in its own way, was that not funny? At least it was for me. Sure. Let, let's go with that. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks Bye-bye. for listening.